Good evening, everybody. Welcome, 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 listeners. You're tuned in to the Top 5 Podcast, the Everyday Millennial Podcast, where we unpack everything relevant to the culture. Um, and for those of you all listening, um, you know, you might not know this, but but this is a uh, we normally we, we record on Wednesdays. Today is Tuesday, April 20th. Um, we felt the need that we had to step in and record a special episode today. Uh, because if we unpack everything relevant to the culture, I can't think of anything more relevant to the culture than the uh, recent verdict that was just announced this afternoon in the murder of George Floyd um, regarding the conviction of the police officer, Derek Siobhan. Uh, so uh, we got the first lady, Jovie E here. What's up? As well as Agent Baines in the building. What's up, y'all? Happy 420. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And of course, yours truly, uh, Mike, um, tuning in today as well. Uh, TB and, and Keith send their regards. Um, always, you know, always with us here in spirit. But let's jump right into it, guys. I mean, obviously, this afternoon, we got the news, the breaking news that a verdict had been reached in the case. Um, I'm just curious to know, like, what was the first thing that went on in your head? Like, your first thoughts when you saw the verdict? Man, when I first seen it, I was I was really uh, I can't even say I can't even lie to you. You know, um, the last few verdicts, the last couple of years, it hasn't been you know going um, the way of the people. You know, the way of the culture. Um, so this this verdict, I was honestly surprised. You know, to actually like see you know us marching. You know, um, that's affecting the change, and you know that actually stands for something. You know, uh, MLK and and Al Sharpton marched. You know, back in the '60s, and you know we march. You know, all 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 2020. Honestly, you know, so it, it really was really good to see that. You know, um, we're standing for something. And that my life matters. Sometimes I'll be, I ain't gonna lie, I'd be nervous to walk outside just because like, you don't know your fate. It's a movie out right now um, on Netflix where, you know, dude is, uh, he wakes up every single day and um, he walks outside, smokes a cigarette and a cop kills him. And he repeats that scene to try to do something different every single time. So it's like, I don't, you, you never know what, what, what your fate may be. And I was just really happy to see that um, there's some type of justice being uh, served, more so accountability at the end of the day. You know, um, I'm definitely glad to see some accountability in our judicial system. So that, that was my, my initial reaction. So it was a lot of emotions, um, especially coming from, you know, a, a black male, seeing my mom, I see my mom cry, you know, this afternoon, just seeing uh, her excitement and joy. So that was definitely um, very emotional. Um, because that could have been any of us, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm not, I'm not six five, you know, but I could, I could have been George Floyd. My, you could have been George Floyd, you know what I'm saying? So that was my, my initial reaction, and I'm, I'm glad that um, accountability is now, now taken into play. Um, for me, for me personally, I was like bracing myself, um, and so when I finally saw that it was the guilty verdict, like it was an exhale, but at the same time. I don't know, for me, like there's there's nothing to celebrate like when you're down a hundred and you get a layup type shit, you know, like this this is cool and it 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 is something. It and I'm I'm glad that finally, but like ultimately there were three other cops there who are back at their job, if I'm not mistaken. Like this isn't just one cop thing. And I think there's still like there's still work to be done ultimately. Like 
I saw this uh, this tweet, or actually, I saw that movie that you were talking about too. It's called uh, Two Distant Strangers on Netflix yep. with Joey Badass, if I'm not mistaken. I think for me, I, okay, okay, I know what you and you're talking about. I'm I'm talking about it's a 30 minute, like 32 minute, yeah, short it's film. Two distant. I think the name of it is Two Distant Strangers, okay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I saw it as well. Like that shit, I. I didn't see the preview to it, so I couldn't like brace myself for what I was watching. I, I wasn't ready. Like I don't, but those I don't know. That's a different topic for another day. Ultimately, when it came to this verdict, I feel like I like I was saying I saw this tweet by someone called Tracy Corder. Um, she said the system will sacrifice a few to keep itself like intact. Like this, don't don't let this sidetrack that, in my opinion. But like it is something to celebrate because. Who that was that was a moment like and it still has been a moment since then and it's like 11 months of like us holding our breath like and it's it feels good to at least be able to exhale that one you know yeah. agree with that tweet 100 percent um to be honest my first <clears throat> my first thoughts was i mean it's just it's, it's another day it's another day what i mean by that is every day there are hundreds of people or however many people that get convicted of crimes that they did and they get held accountable for, you know, murders that they commit or whatever the case may be. And I don't care anymore about, you know, them getting held accountable. You know, I want them to get held accountable, but to me, this is no different. It's still one person that's getting held accountable for one crime that they committed. Does it mean the system changed? No. Does it mean that the, the situations that made it occur in the first place changed? Absolutely not. So I didn't look at it in any different from any of the average person that gets convicted of something on a, on a regular day. Obviously, the fact that this was on a national stage and, and the ramifications that it had on the city of Minneapolis and all over the, the world, for real, it meant a lot to a lot of people. And I'm not discrediting that. But at the same time, um, you know, similar to what that tweet said, for me, it's all about the bigger picture. And the bigger picture to me is the system. The bigger picture to me is the institution of the police brutality and uh, the abuse of power and the fact that how does this happen in the first place? You know what I mean? So it's not about justice for me because I don't believe that there's a such thing as justice when a life is taken away. You know, justice would be having George Floyd here on earth and having that ramification there. That's never going to happen. So we're never going to see justice in that, in that sense. Accountability, we'll see if he's held fully accountable um, based on the, the sentence and how that whole thing play, plays out. But, um, you know, as far as, as, as people just, you know, being excited and everything, of course, you, you want to take it and you, you definitely want the family to, to feel some type of closure if there is a such thing in this case. You definitely want, you know, some type of accountability, which is the biggest thing that we're talking about right here. But to me, the bigger picture is still, once again, the system. And how do we make sure that the system is held accountable? It's not the person. Because like the tweet said, it's, not, it's nothing for them to have a sacrificial man, you know, just, uh, whatever, what's the dude, Derek Chavon, is not the hill that white supremacy wants to die on. They could care less about him. They're going to continue doing their thing. So how do we hold the system accountable instead of one person? And that's that's what my mindset is. So that was my first thoughts when I thought about it. Um, but Duke, like you said, man, I mean, it means a lot to, to a lot of different generations because they've seen instances like this where people have walked. And yeah, um, you know, that, that would have been detrimental to, to the world, I feel like, if that would have happened um, in this case. So, you know, you can't discredit that. But yeah, my, my initial thoughts was that the system is still there. The system is still in place. 
murders are still happening on a daily basis at the hands of the police and at the hands of people abusing their power and abusing their authority. Um, so we got to find a way to, to, to make that stop. And until we find a way to make that stop, I'm not ready to celebrate or acknowledge anything. No, that's valid. I think I think all your emotions are valid. Um, one thing I would like to say is, you know, based on this case, I feel as though laws may be shifted and changed, um, which may like stop. Not I wouldn't say stop police brutality, but like knee in the neck. Like, come on now, like that has to stop. So I think laws will be in place because uh, Derek, you know, Chauvin was set as an example. Um, for other policemen, you look like, oh, I can't do this because this might happen to me. So I, I, I you know, there is some positive because it's like, you know, they'll, they'll have a different outlook on things. But like you said, it has, it starts with the judicial system. You know what I'm saying? Every, like, again, every cop is not, you know, a bad cop. You know what I'm saying? You know, there are good cookies in a jar, but um, let's not spoil that for, for the bunch of them. But like majority of them is like, they be wilding. So like, I'm glad that you know, he was set as an example. Um, but like at the end of the day, real real justice starts with, with the with, with the change in judicial system. So um that's what that's where we're at with things. I mean, if anything, like in I forget which state it is. If I'm not mistaken, I think it is um where this is taking place. What is it? Uh Minneapolis? What is it? Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota? Mm -hmm. Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. my fault um but if i'm not mistaken the state um they just passed a bill that said that in that state um if you are arrested while protesting you can get denied federal um aid access like services like financial aid and like all of these like loan like all of this stuff so if you get arrested in whatever state that is um while protesting like now it's just something else that like they, it's like they're doubling down like don't think that this is gonna go away if anything they're just gonna get smarter at um refusing access to people and like all of these little things that just keep things in place and even in florida like they passed a law that you can basically legally run over protesters like it's like it's not it's not changing or I don't want to say that it's not changing for the better. That sounds really pessimistic, but it's more so loopholes to a lot of stuff. I mean, but like yeah. I'm saying, over time they're just going to keep getting better at doing what Playing the system was originally made to do, just in different you know facets for me. So yeah. I don't I don't have an answer to your question really, Michael. Like, what can we do? I'm just you know I think pointing out the ways that like still gonna get you is also important, you know. You know, I read, I read something as well. It was more so uh, in Florida. Uh, if you are protesting, you can get arrested and they're banning people from protesting. How do you ban and take away someone's freedom of speech? Like, how, like that just does not make any sense. But Florida is yeah. own, you know, its own place. Florida anyway. is going to Florida, for sure. Florida going to Florida, for sure. <laughs> Florida man is always going to be Florida man. But I mean, you know, the, the crazy thing though, is uh you know discussions like this have to be have to be had amongst ourselves and tough things have to be said to to our community um because what we don't want to happen is let this be a smoke screen and let it be like okay all right let's throw you this and while they're throwing us this and while we're out celebrating this they're behind you know behind the scenes changing these laws and things like that let's remember and going back to the whole protest in the first place and you know that the whole purpose of those things what was our purpose our purpose wasn't 
to, you know, get one conviction and one, you know, one person thrown out, whatever the case may be. Our purpose was to let's get the system right. Let's, you know, tear down the system, uh, white supremacy, tear down the system that has this fallacy that white men run the world. Um, and let's, let's restructure it because let's be honest, history has taught us this before. Um, if there's one thing that the white man will, and I don't, you know, if there's one thing the white man will do, they'll find a way to put himself in some type of position where he makes the rules and where he runs the world, or he has this fallacy amongst his mind where he runs the world. So, you know, while we're celebrating and while they're throwing us crumbs of one person getting convicted for one murder, they're, like you said, they're still going to change the laws and set it up so that the next time this happens, what do they want to do? They're going to find something else to, you know, to, you know, keep pacifying. So, um, I am glad that that you know people are able to express their feelings. Uh, one thing I want to stress is that there, there is no wrong way to feel. You know, you feel how you feel. If you feel like celebrating, if you feel joyous at this point because somebody was held accountable for doing wrong, then feel that way. Feel that way unapologetically and don't let anybody else kind of you know bring you down or try to make you super woke or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their own views and there is no wrong feeling for this point, you know. So I'm glad that you know we're able to, to, to kind of chop it up and just unpack that. But um, and on top of that, allow people to feel how they feel. Like there's no reason to be like, well, actually, like that. That's not. This is not the time for that. Allow people to feel how they feel. And if you don't like it, tap through it. Keep scrolling. Everything is not meant for you to comment on. Yeah, that's that's facts. That's facts. Uh, I would. You know, it's funny. I, I'll be the first to admit. Like, um, and I, I thought you do after this to hear your thoughts. The first to admit, like. I didn't watch any of the trial. I didn't. I didn't watch not a minute of it. I may have like seen a, a you know something on it in the news or something like that. I knew it was going on, but I didn't watch a minute of it. Why didn't I watch a minute of it? Because I watched the tape. So I mean, and this is just full disclosure. I don't. I don't. You know, put this out there for anybody to do and for people to not watch trials or not you know dig for for more evidence and stuff like that. But for me personally, the tape was all the evidence I needed because he was already guilty in my book, no matter what the what the jury said or anything like that. So I saw everything I needed to see. Y'all go ahead, y'all watch the video, y'all come to your own conclusions. What I saw is, you know, that man's knee on his neck for that amount of time. I saw, you know, the, the murder happen. Um, so I didn't, I felt like I didn't want to watch the trial. I didn't need to watch the trial because in my mind, I knew what was what, what it was. But, you know, I know some people like they, they only wanted to tap in, you know, just a little bit just to keep abreast, but I know Duke, you were talking earlier about how it was like heavy, you know, it was like a heavy time in these past few weeks, man. So, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't have to go through that because I didn't watch it, but I'm sure you felt like the heavy weight of it, right? Yeah, nah, it was, Um, it, I definitely felt like a heavy weight because I just felt like there was just so much media out here just covering so much black trauma. Uh, we had, you know, this case going on, we had um, a movie called Them, you know, that that's out. And it was just like, yo, like, I'm tired of seeing like white people die. I'm be honest with you through the media. And I was just really just trying to like, figure out how to filter, you know, my, my, my eyes and just being able to see positive things. And I really had to stop getting on social media, you know, uh, obviously, like, you know, we got content that we need to put out there. You know, I may stumble on a, you know, a, a few posters there, here or there, but like, regardless, like that stuff's real impactful in what you see. So it was, you know, pretty hard for me to even like continue to keep watching this. I had to shut down social media for, you know, like honestly the weekend to be honest with you. Um, but I want to talk about the boy David Williams um, 
who was a uh, a witness in the George Floyd case, he my man my man really held it down for the for the culture for the people. Um, you know, uh, the bull was gave gave um, George Floyd's attorney. I mean, not George Floyd. Uh, Derek Chauvin's uh, attorney was you know asking him certain questions. My man stood firm. You know, he 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 was the the martial arts teacher. Um, who was there, you know, saying like, you know, this, you're, you're, you're hitting a pressure point, you know, you shouldn't be doing this X, Y, and Z. So he was on the stand, my man really held it down. So I just want to definitely give a big shout out, you know, to the people that was there, because uh, with all those witnesses, you know, they, they, they became the police, you know what I'm saying? Our, they became the police. So I, I'm definitely glad that um, that happened. Um, but he held it down for the culture, man. Uh, I just watched CNN, Al Sharpton, Jeremiah Wright, all, you know, all everybody who, who's there, you know, uh, Benjamin um, Crump, you know, standing firm, uh, Florida State alum, you know what I'm saying? So all, the, all those guys, you know, and, and ladies as well, definitely hold it down for the culture. And we need more of that. Once we come together, it's, it's nothing stopping us. You know, I actually, uh, I didn't watch really the court case. I saw a couple of um, clips that came across like my Twitter timeline or something like that. And I didn't watch the execution of this man either. You know, like um, I stopped, I think the last one that like I actually watched was uh, ironically enough, um, what's his name, Filandro Castro? who was killed in the same city, you know, like by the same cops, basically. Like um, I, that was the last one that I saw. And I, I told myself that I wasn't gonna consume any of that anymore, like by choice, you know? Like that's really like desensitizing where like now people are like, oh, like it's another one and I don't wanna feel that way. So I made it a point to stop watching him. And that one was George Floyd's, I mean, they're always hard to like, you know, it's like when it's a show you ain't watch, but Twitter talking about it, like it's it's hard to sidestep them. But I, it was something that I recognized to like Duke's effect, like was just necessary for me. Like, so I hadn't watched it. I barely watched the court cases, but it was still definitely like an exhale when, you know, all of my Instagram became about him getting the three counts guilty, you know? Don't know what this reminded me of this day, you know, seeing everybody celebrate was when Trump got out of office it was the same type of energy, same type of, you know, celebration. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm glad that, you know, America, America kills his baby, but I, I'm glad they're in a positive place right now. That's, that's all I'm, you know. Seemingly at least. Yeah, at least, you know, through the lot, through the lens of the media, you know what I mean? I don't see nobody on the streets on my block partying, but I'm, you know, we celebrate in this household. A little bit, Mike. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> nah, hey, listen, listen, hey, that, that goes back to what we were saying before. You know, people feel feel free to feel how you want to feel. You can't, you know what I mean? You you don't have to, you don't owe anybody an explanation. You don't owe anybody any type of, uh, you know, excuse me or it. Nah, nothing like that. Everybody feel how you want to feel. Um, and I guess like that, I was I was just about to ask this anyway. I mean, what are your takeaways from this as we, as we kind of get ready to wrap this up? Um, Jovi, what what are your takeaways from this and going forward, you know, when you when you go to sleep tonight, what's what's on your mind? For me, I really hope like like people don't like take their foot off their neck. I feel like this was like a, a lot of people became really socially and politically conscious over this like lockdown. And I don't and this was kind of like 
at the very beginning of our lockdown. And now that like, I know a lot of people are going back to work, like things are starting to like, feel like it's back to normalish. I really just hope that we don't take our foot off their neck because if anything, all of the protesting and like just media awareness that this case got, um, and yes, this has been the case in the past where like this one case got a bunch of media attention, but somewhere along the lines, like it just didn't happen anymore. And that's when like, you know, they just slid that in there somewhere. I just hope that like, we don't get like lulled back to sleep and then just things start to happen that we aren't really aware of. I just hope that people continue like making themselves aware and like putting like actions speak louder than words. like going out there like having we had the time to like really go out there and like pull up and I hope that people don't like get lulled back to sleep that's that's what I can hope for. Nah, that's a fact you you took everything out of my mouth uh honestly like I feel I feel like we about to go march with J. Cole right now after that speech I like that <laughs> but um my takeaways are you know let's let's keep having those uncomfortable conversations you know it started off with you know a, a black square let's keep you know the foot on the gas let's keep you know being impactful having these you know uh these meaningful conversations because if we don't then then we're not aware you know what i'm saying uh, you know let's let's stop talking about you know stuff that does, really doesn't matter that's that, that we're not going to be even be worried about in 20 years let's have these uncomfortable conversations in these comfortable places so that we can get to where we need to be at in life. That's it. That's my takeaway. That black square, let's keep that same energy, people. That's all. I like it. I like it. You know, my takeaway is, is right along with, with what everybody else is saying. Um, you know, think about where we go from here. You know, what what what's our ultimate purpose? You know, keep pushing for change, not just, you know, temporary results. So don't let this blind you from the fact that the system is still the system. It's still designed to work the way that it's designed to work. It's still designed to protect those that is designed to protect and it's still designed to keep those down who are being kept down. So none of that has changed by this one verdict. Um, but of course, it's one step and one person being held accountable, which is better than none. So um, just keep pushing, keep grinding, keep waking up every day, one day at a time and, uh, you know, keep pushing for change. But that's that, you know, so shout out to everybody, um, you know, for tuning in. As you know, this is a special, special broadcast. Hopefully everybody got a chance to, to kind of unpack their feelings, learn a little bit, um, and just overall, you know, build with one another. But that's it for today. We'll see you on the next episode.
house nigga Don't fuck with me I'm a feel nigga With Sean Cutlery Go play the quarters Where the butlers be I'ma play the corners Where the hustlers be I told him Please don't die over the neighborhood That your mama rentin' Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood That's how you rinse it uh. I bought every V12 engine Wish I could take it back to the beginning I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo For like two million That same building today is worth 25 million Guess how I'm feeling Dumbo Light nigga, dog nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga, still nigga. You wanna know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? That's how they did it. Financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, that shit worth two million. Two years later, that shit worth eight million. I can't wait to get this shit to my children. Y'all think it's bougie, I'm like, it's fine, but I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for 999. I turned a two to a four, four to an eight. I turned my life into a nice first week release date. Mm. Y'all here still taking advances, huh? Me and my niggas taking real chances, uh. Y'all on the gram holding money to your ear. There's a disconnect. We don't pull that money over here, yeah. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. Still nigga. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga.